Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. My name is Robert Morrison. I'm a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and here with me, associate editor of Niner Noise, Peter Panacey. Peter, how's it going, man? Doing good. It feels like I haven't chatted with you for a while. It's been a while since we did this. I know. Yeah, it was just uh, we, we were we were uh, going back and forth a little bit today. It's like, oh yeah, it's one of those things in the off season when there's not a whole lot of things going on. It just kind of it's, it's just like, oh yeah, that we should probably continue to to talk about things uh, <laughs> and keep people on the on the uh, on the on the boat, so to speak, as as far as things are are going. But yeah, it's. It's good to to get back and in, into the the swing of it a little bit and kind of chat about where things are going. Of course, we are in that bizarre part of of the off season where there really isn't a whole lot going on, right? Um, the uh, the Niners cut their 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 mini camp uh, short um, by it was an almost almost a week, right? Like they ended up cutting like several days off of it. They cut it off a day early, one for the first week and then just decided, okay, we're, we're done with the off season program stuff and we'll see in six weeks when training camp starts, which was a yeah. little surprising. Yeah, it was a little weird. I mean, I, I, I have a, a theory, like, and it goes two ways. One, Kyle Shanahan has either seen everything he needs to see and has the pretty much set roles determined out of everybody. Right. And at that point, guys are just running around getting into football shape mm-hmm. or two. And this is kind of, let's go deep seated conspiracy here. <laughs> it's Kyle Shanahan want to avoid the injury bug. Yeah. It's like every, like, what is it? The past few off seasons, it's like you hear of some big injury in the last year, Justin school and uh, Tarverius Moore mm-hmm. suffering season ending injuries and Jeff Wilson. I mean, he was getting up off of what a, a, a workout bench when Standing he up, tore yeah. his meniscus. Yeah. And that's, that makes me think. Cause I'm like, I stand up all the time. <laughs> like, I've never hurt myself. Like, my, yeah. I'm like, Oh gosh. Okay. Um, and then the year before, of course, like Debo getting hurt. Of course, right. that was, you know, a, a non-sanctioned practice and 2020 was weird. But like, I'm like, is he just saying, all right, we've, we've done enough practice. Everybody go. We, I don't want someone to tear an ACL or 
right or something like that i have no idea but yeah it was kind of weird to see it all abbreviated so now the 49ers are done with their off season and you're still seeing practice videos from other teams around on twitter and you're like oh oh never mind yeah. and that's it yeah well i think the the rook most of the rookies stayed um and then some of the second year players i think were still in town for the last couple of days of of the of what would have been the workouts but that just sort of depended on on the situation, but I, I think you're right on both accounts um, that, you know, this is a team that's made up of a lot of veteran players in a lot of positions. Uh, and we talked about it when we talked about the pre-draft and even the the post-draft podcast, it was like, there's just not a lot of room for the, for the young guys to, to kind of step in and have obvious roles. And there's a few spots that they can, they can fight for, but um, I, I think, so I think that plays into it a little bit, but also the let's not hurt ourselves <laughs> let's not put any of our our key contributors in in positions where they could where they could get hurt while they're running around in in shorts and t-shirts and and helmets it just doesn't make any sense so um that means we we wait right um until you know hopefully we at this point any news that comes out is probably going to be bad so <laughs> we're just in a situation where we're just going to hold it out and like when training camp starts then we'll we'll get into the 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 deep um, like roster battles and all that kind of stuff. But for now it's all speculation and hoping that nothing bad happens. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. You know, I, 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 we joked about this earlier in the off season. It was literally like, can the 49ers just have one relatively quiet off season? There's no drama. There's nothing crazy. You know, no players retiring, no players saying I want out and you know, be traded. Nothing. Just have a quiet off season. I'd yeah. be okay with that. And now it's finally like after all the the commotion, if you know Debo's trade requests, and then that relationship healing up. Alex Mack, oh, is he going to retire? Is he going to retire? Oh, yep, I'm retiring. Yeah. Oh, okay, now what? <laughs> and then finally, it's just like, all right, hey, get me until the end of July when the players get back on the field, and you know if there's any news there, just make it about like. You know, the, the 89th player on the 90-man offseason roster, oh, yeah, he got released and so-and-so got signed instead. Like, oh, cool, I can talk about something. I can write about something. But I'm not like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going through any of those drudgeries of just wondering now what. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this month of just kind of quiet, hopefully. Hopeful right. quiet. Yeah, exactly. Like, the only the only reason I want to hear, like, Debo Samuel's name is if – if it's because he's signed a contract extension, for example, um, things like that. Uh, but you mentioned a couple of the the key things that we missed over the last couple of weeks while we were sort of taking a little uh, podcasting break. Um, Devo Samuel did end up showing up for mandatory minicamp. Of course, there's all these all all this hubbub about. Oh well, you know he's just showing up so he won't get fined. You know, a la Marshawn Lynch back in the day when he was showing up for his press conferences. Um, although I don't know, it it depends on where you're getting your information from, but all the, the, everything that I was reading or hearing was that he was, he seemed to be in good spirits and was, you know, chatting with his, with his teammates as if things were fine. And he was just trying to, uh, you know, staying off to the side. Maybe that's the, the, whatever you call, what are they, what are they calling that? The, the sit in or the check in or the the hold in the, or the hold in yeah, yeah, yeah you're not holding out you're holding in yeah like you're there so technically they're not going to find you and and that that whole thing and so 
we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not terribly concerned about it because as we've talked about before, um, it's right in line with the contract extensions that they did with George Kittle and with Fred Warner that they're, they just don't deal with these long-term extensions yet at this point. So it's, it's, it's not a, it's a kind of a, a non, non subject for me at this particular point. Um, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to quote Kyle Shanahan here. He said, you know, when Samuel arrived and he said, you know, quote, I think it's always been all right. I know we go through the business part of this league, but I don't think the relationship was ever too far away to get to not get it back to normal. And I think we're working on that, end quote. So, I mean, you have it from Shanahan. He obviously, he and Samuel are close. I mean, that's well documented. They talk more than just football. They're not, I mean, (laughs) there's obviously the business side. And Mm -hmm. anybody who's gone through any sort of negotiation however it might be, maybe you've bought a house, maybe you're negotiating for a pay increase at a job, kind of like this, right? I mean, there's going to be some standoffs. <laughs> maybe you're negotiating with a kid or your spouse. I have no idea, but there's probably going to be a little bit of give and take and a little bit of whatever. Now, again, none of us have any clue what it's like in a football world, unless someone out there in the listening universe does. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> so it's one of those things where you're going to wind up with the, the reactions and overreactions and probably a lot of hoopla. And to this point, I mean, he showed up. The 49ers didn't have to find him if he skipped out on minicamp. They could have, but they didn't have to. Now, if he skips out on training camp, then it's a mandatory fine according to the collective bargaining agreement. But at least at this point, they didn't have to. They could have said like, hey, you know, we're good faith. We're not going to do that. But he shows up anyway. Uh, seemed overjoyed, like you said. So I don't know. I, I mean, when things were weird earlier this off season, I kind of thought it 50, 50. Now it's like 90, 10, he stays. Yeah. So I don't, you know, the, the, and, and the 10% is like some team says we'll trade every first, second, third round draft <laughs> yeah, pick yeah. for the next like five years. Yeah. The God, <laughs> so, if the Godfather I mean, offer came through. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, I guess um, yeah. you gotta, you gotta do that, but other, but, you know, it's like John Lynch has been saying the whole time. Like, why would you trade a player? Like, you're not, we're, we're not, we don't, we're not in the business of trading good players. Now, he says that about a lot of people. He keeps saying that about Garoppolo, too. Like, <laughs> like we're not going yeah, to give yeah. away, you don't just give away good players. He keeps, he keeps saying, I, I was so, so tempted because I wrote an article about this. Like, can't refuse trade offers for Debo Samuel. This is a while ago. This is right around the draft. And I was so tempted just to use, you know, a godfather picture header <laughs> on it, you know. Yeah. I mean, that like it would have been the classic and holding the cat and everything. Um yeah. So anyway, if you've seen the Godfather classic movie, go see it. It's you need to, you know, go check out Marlon Brando's Godfather and and yeah, it's okay. There you go. Um we're yes. pitching movies. There there we go. That's that's where we are in in, in this off season for sure. But um yeah I mean the Deba thing doesn't doesn't worry me at this point. I it, it seems pretty clear at this juncture that the issue was related to the usage thing and that impact that 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 his usage was going to have on his ability to collect as much money as he could. I mean, he's clearly not an idiot and he looked at the situation. he said, if I'm viewed as a part-time running back, then somebody can make the case that I should be paid like more like a running back than a wide receiver. It just makes logical sense um, for him to be like, well, but I'm actually 
a wide receiver and an all pro wide receiver at that and should be paid at like one. And so I think that's just really what it comes down to. And I don't know. I, th- I think it's, I think it'll all end up being okay um, in the long run. Uh, eventually it's going to probably be late July, early August for it's really like put to bed completely, but for now we can hopefully at least stop talking about it but for a while. But um, the other bit of, of notable news that you, that you noted was that Alex Mack is retiring, um, you know, put the, it, it from, from the outside looking in, it definitely looks like um, he put the, the Niners in a, in a bizarre um, sort of situation. Um, but there's like no way that the Niners didn't know this was coming. Um, it, it seems a little strange the way it was handled, just mostly in terms of like how long it took them to, to, to come around and say that was what was going on or Alex Mack to say anything about what was going on. Um, but you have to think the Niners were, were planning on this all along, um, which means, you know, they didn't go into the draft without, thinking that he might not be back or he would definitely not be back. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's, that's accurate, but they, they are um, now trying to figure out what, who's going to be the center um, starting uh, this year. Um, I mean, you had to know that there was going to be some questions about that position in the long term, even if Mac had come back for, for, for this year. Um, but now they're, they're forced to figure that out now so i don't know if you have any thoughts about what they're gonna do there or <laughs> uh, I don't. You know, yeah and one of two things with this so one the 49ers were confident in their contingency plans because they had to know they mm-hmm. like they had to know for a long time now or not maybe a long time but at least strongly feel like alex mack was gonna call it quits and you go through the draft and you know, we, we talked about Donovan West, the undrafted free agent out of Arizona State. And if the 49ers had drafted him in round three, like towards the end of round three, no one would have batted an eye. Like literally, like, I mean, plenty of, uh, of scouting reports I read on Donovan West said he was you know, a, a fourth round guy, maybe goes as high as round three. Certainly, you know, things get weird. You could go as low as round six, but Nobody thought he'd be an undrafted free agent, and there he right. is. Still, that said, knowing Kyle Shanahan hates to put in young players at center, <laughs> he's always looking for the veteran there, uh, that would have been a developmental option. And, right. and that would have been for 2023. But even so, it's like, all right, but no other moves were made. You know, J.C. Treader is sitting out there in the free agent market, a really good center from the Cleveland Browns who's been pretty durable. You know, I think I only missed one game last year and started everyone before that since, I don't know, four years before or whatever. But, you know, not as good as Alex, Alex Mack maybe, you know, maybe not the Pro Bowl caliber player, but good, you know, very good. Uh, nothing, you know, no touch in there. So you've got – so either the 49ers are comfortable with – one of these two options, Jake Brendel, a guy who has three regular season starts since joining the league in 2016, or going with Daniel Brunskill, moving him over from right guard, which is kind of what happened in 2020 in the second half to put the stop to that quarterback carousel when Weston Richburg couldn't come back. <laughs> but then you're holding up a hard, you're opening up a problem at right guard. Now, maybe mm-hmm. that's what Kyle Shanahan just wants to do, but they've been giving Jake Brendel a lot of snaps at center, and, and Brunskill's just kind of been out, you know minor injury, nothing too serious, but you don't really need to give him a ton of reps right now. He's fine. 
<clears throat> but if the 49ers, if they weren't prepared for this, I don't know how much bigger they could have botched it. Yeah. And, it, and, and I keep thinking to myself, I saw this a mile away, like blindfolded that, okay, if Alex Mack returns, he's probably not going to be here next year. Do something now so that you have somebody who can step up a la Aaron Banks at left guard for Lake and Tomlinson. Fine. Cool. Um, do something like that. And, you know, Spencer Burford, uh, Nick, Nick Zakels, your favorite last name to pronounce. <laughs> there we uh, go. Um, you know, getting those guys on day three of the draft. That's cool. That's fine. We'll see. But, you know, either the 49ers botched it or they kind of said, hey, we're, we're comfortable with our contingency plan of, of Brendel and or Brunskill. So yeah. it, it, the interior is going to be weird. The, you know, the funny thing about it, though, and um, again, it's pro football focus. So make of it what you wish. <laughs> but they just released their offensive line rankings. And I was thinking when I clicked on this that the Niners are going to be down in like the 20s. The only player that you really can trust is Trent Williams. He helps elevate the group, no doubt. But, For sure. Uh, yeah, you know, Mike McClinchy's coming back from that torn quad. He hasn't seen the field yet. Probably be back by training camp. Daniel Brunskill is kind of like the – he's the elder statement of the interior, right? And you're talking yeah. about a guy who's been a backup for, you know, most of his point up till 2020 and, you know, in and out of the league, whatever. Aaron Banks and Jake Brendel, if that's how the lineup works, it's like that's – that an interior three is questionable. Pro football focus ranked him 14th. <laughs> and I was like, that's not bad. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, again, it's pro football focus. So, you know, if you're a fan of their work, great. If you're not, just laugh it off. But I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll roll with that. But, yeah. you know, hey, maybe the 49ers are smarter than we are. They get paid like they are. But if it goes south, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm sitting at home and making a lot less money doing this. All you need to do is hire <laughs> me. And I could tell you that this was going to happen listen to yeah. me so boom yeah well with the with the treader thing i think i think i heard somewhere that he wasn't he he's uh involved in the players association i think in some way the president or something like that and so he is actually like anti off-season workout like he thinks that the league should get rid of them i don't remember i think i heard this on i think matt mayoko said this on his his podcast um and he said something about like, so even if that is the, the plan, like they're not going to sign him until right up before and before training camp. Cause that would, cause he's not going to, he wouldn't have done anything. He, he would have sat out all these mini camps and, and, and things anyway. Um, and the other thing, if you think about it too, if, if the contingency plan is let's see what we have with Brendel or maybe putting in Spencer Burford or one of these other um young guys or maybe we're going to slide Brunskill over or whatever they they know they have you know plan a b and c and d or whatever um this is an opportunity to to put you know uh to put brendel in there as like the the undisputed guy through these mini camps and kind of see what what you have and and come back to it later so um it's certainly something to pay attention to uh, in the throughout training camp. Um, I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is we're, we're, we're moving into a completely different um, era from the quarterback point of view. And, you know, Trey Lance will require a different uh, type of, will will not require a different type. He'll, he'll still, he, I'm sure he would still like the best caliber offensive line that he can get, but he might be able to, to cover up, some 
deficiencies in some areas with his mobility. So I think that can be taken into account a little bit. So maybe you don't need like the, the best p- player at every single position, um, which, you know, is impossible to do anyway, because you can't pay guys enough like that. So, um, so that'll be interesting to see if, if that's part of what they're thinking as well and whether or not Lance stepping in as the, as the starter will impact the decisions that they ultimately make along the offensive line as well. Yeah. And he's not a statue, right? Right. So, yeah. you know, there's going to be the scramble ability, the, the improvisation, uh, but it, it, you know, it does cut two ways. I mean, at the same time, you want him to feel protected. You want the best assets out there. Um, and you gosh, you go back to, you know, 2020 season, um, Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs, and he was under duress like crazy during that Super Bowl against the Patriots. And <laughs> what did the chiefs do the following off season? It was just like, okay, offensive line, like crazy. And, and, you know, they revamped it. I, I hope the 49ers aren't in a point where they have to focus on that next year. But that said, you look at the rest of the roster the way it is now, and as long as you know, a good chunk of it works out, then you don't really need a lot of moves. You know, you've got your two pass rushers in Nick Bosa and Drake Jackson. If Jackson works out, the interior is you've got a lot of players there, maybe not as strong as the edges. You know, linebacker Fred Warner is still there for the long haul. You know, the cornerback room is completely revamped and reinforced. Safety, you know, eh, we'll see. But I mean, you know, every other position is pretty strong. I just for, for Lance's first year as a starter, yes, use that as a crutch to kind of get away from pressure, but don't run into it too much. <laughs> right. Hopefully you're not under duress. Yeah, yeah we I don't want to see that that Mahomes tackled by five people in the Super Bowl <laughs> type experience, right? Sure. And I mean, if, if we've seen anything, one of the, one of the things that that tends to break young quarterbacks is is the 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 pressure um, and it becoming such a problem that they can't even stand in the pocket. I, it, it makes me think of the, the Sam Darnold thing uh, when he was talking about how he was seeing ghosts out there um, <laughs> on the field. Um, and then unfortunately got caught on, on camera saying that out loud. Um, but, but that's the type of thing that you want. I mean, I don't think anybody would make it, make a case that that Darnold is, ever truly been a successful NFL quarterback. And part of that is because he was in such a bad situation that it was basically impossible for him to recover. And you, you definitely don't want that for, uh, for Trey Lance um, heading into this season and, and beyond for sure. Right. Right. Well, Hey, you know, and this is going to be the fascinating part about training camp when all of a sudden the pads come on, there is going to be a real pass rush. You know, it's not going to be the fake, pass rush so that might be a pretty good indicator how good or bad the offensive line is and uh and yeah yeah i mean if these throws are hurried and become problematic then that might be a a a worry but at the same time you know trey lance has been looking good in these practices minicamp otas he's supposed to look good in these practices, right? Like mm-hmm. there's no real pass rush. There's no press coverage against wide receivers. They're getting, getting free releases. But if he wasn't looking good, right. Then you'd worry. You'd be like, okay, he's missing wide open guys. He doesn't know where to go where with the ball. Um, you know, like he's completing 50% of his passes and there's no pass rush <laughs> and cornerbacks are five yards behind their guys because they can't bump them at the line of scrimmage. That would be a worry. And that's not happening. So, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm confident. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there for sure. Um, 
and then of course uh, the one other thing that we have sort of hanging over the the uh, <sighs> the whole situation. I'm not, and to be honest, I'm not even really sure how much it's it's hanging around the the team at this particular juncture. Mostly because the the player himself is not physically there, um, and that is of course the 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 Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Um, I think there is an expectation that he should be able to. Um, to throw the ball here pretty soon, um, which is good news. But also, frankly, I, I think it's pretty clear where this is going. Um, uh, the 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 Panthers, as we've talked about uh, ad nauseum at this point, are more or less the only team uh, that are in a potential situation where they could make a trade at this juncture for a for a veteran player. Um, although they seem to be focusing their attention on Baker Mayfield for whatever reason, I guess, I don't know. I technically, I guess he's cheaper and younger than Garoppolo. So on that level, it makes sense, but I I don't know. Um, so it, it sort of seems like we're moving towards the inevitable in spite of what John Lynch says over and over again, we're, we're, we're moving towards the, he passes a physical and the, the Niners release him sometime before training camp starts be my guess yeah i think so too i mean there is a situation where the 49ers keep garoppolo as a backup uh and the only way that situation makes sense is if he takes a massive pay cut and and there's a way this works it's literally hey you're going to get your 1.4 million guaranteed in 2022 yeah that's guaranteed for 2022 you get that uh Garoppolo's camp knows it now by now, even if he gets traded somewhere, no team trading for him is going to keep him at 20. What would be remaining 25, 20, 23. Yeah. Yeah. Something something like that. Yeah. Got any math majors out there. Um, But yeah, like nobody, no team is going to keep him at that. And it's probably gonna have to take a reduced rate. I mean, granted they negotiate against it, but literally the 49ers say, Hey, we keep you around. You agree to this new rate. You get your 1.2 million guaranteed. Maybe you get an extra I don't know, 6 million on top of that as a backup. Uh, and that's that. And Garoppolo's camp keeps it, accepts it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying this is what the 49ers should do, but I'm just saying this is the possibility. Yeah. Um, and from that point, the only reason it makes sense is because you look at the other two quarterbacks, Nate Sudfeld didn't exactly look great in OTAs in, in minicamp. Brock Purdy, you know, it didn't read a lot about him during – you know, mini camp or anything, but his rookie mini camp wasn't particularly great. And, you know, you kind of look at just how ho-hum he was, you know, as his college career went on. I mean, early on, he was phenomenal at Iowa state, but it, you know, none of those two options are, are really giving you a lot of confidence. And for a 49ers team poised to win now, if Trey Lance gets hurt or completely burns up during the regular season, you can turn to Garoppolo. That all said, you remember how much of a circus it was last year with Garoppolo and Lance looking over his shoulder. And anytime Garoppolo had a bad game, and there was a few, it was uh, <laughs> the Trey Lance show needs to begin. Oh, hey, you know, you're wasting this guy. Trey Lance needs to start. I mean, it's national media, local media, fan base, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, wherever. Yeah, it was the, the, it was the clown show of clown shows. And uh, Get out from under that, you know, like the 49ers took the leap off the diving board by trading up to get for Trey Lance. You know, they, they, they're committed to him. Don't play this game for two years in a row. That's literally just the ask. So yes, you could keep Jimmy G as a cheaper backup, renegotiate his deal. Okay. You have someone who's 
ready to go in a moment's notice if Lance gets hurt. Let me tell you, 90% of the teams out there, if they lose their starting quarterback, the season's done, over, right? Yeah. yeah. The season's <laughs> over. You're, you're done. If you lose your starting quarterback for you know any length of time, unless you got Nick Foles on the roster. So, I mean, like, don't play that game. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm in your boat. It, it's getting close to that point. You pass a physical, you can throw a ball. We tried to trade you, try to get something out of you. Didn't work. We need that money. And, and it'd be doing a Garoppolo a favor too. Hey, yeah, you're not going to start here. Go out there on the free agent market. Maybe you'll be able to sign wherever you want, you know, place you're choosing, get a new deal and, and best of luck, man. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, not, not a whole lot left to say about that. I think it's, uh, as you say, the awkward, the potential awkwardness of, of doing that again, I think would just be, would be too, too much. All right. So, um, really quickly, let's, uh, let's go ahead and close this out with just a, just a kind of final thought. Um, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I want to do, um, each of us just one quick area of the team you feel confident about and one that one area that you're concerned about um at this particular juncture in uh the off season um so one area that you feel confident about peter at this point well, i feel confident about uh you know i feel confident in I probably have to keep it family friendly. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> I feel confident in Trey Lance. I really do. I feel confident in him. You know, and, and uh, you look at a lot of these second year quarterbacks, right? And and I won't put Mac Jones in that category just because Mac Jones was on a team that was good under a head coach that was good, mm-hmm. and they asked him to do exactly what Mac Jones can do. You know, he runs a very very I won't call it vanilla offense, but he was the most pro ready guy. I arguably behind Trevor Lawrence and yeah, he's pretty much at his ceiling right now. <laughs> like okay. that's how Mac Jones is probably going to be for the rest of his career. Fine. Great. I'm talking about Mac Jones. Um, the other second year quarterbacks, you know, like Trevor Lawrence on a bad team. You know, I'd love to see Zach Wilson and the jets do well, namely because of Robert Sala. Um, the Bears are I, Justin Fields, man. Like, sorry, I feel, dude. I feel so bad for Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. Call me. I'll try to play offense for you. I won't know if I'll make a good difference, but at least I'll try. Um, Trey Lance is one as a physical tools. Two, the 49ers did everything they possibly could to surround him with talent. And that included keeping Debo Samuel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, you think of the wide receiver core. We talked about this on the last pod, looking at the back draft breakdown. You know. Danny Gray, a third round wide receiver, is maybe going to be the fourth guy on the depth chart, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Juwan Jennings, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle is there too. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. You know, and that defense bit. is still going to be very good complimentary, right? DJ Jones is really, and, and Kwan Williams are really the only two net losses. Jaquaski Tar, I forgot about him, but, mm. you know, not impact losses, right? That defense still should be good. So, complimentary football, again. I'm comfortable in Trey Lance. I'm confident that he will be good. I'm not going to say he's going to go out there and you know, win an MVP, but I think he'll be good. And you can say, all right, like for a first year of being a starter, be confident in it. He'll be fine. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, I think I agree with, with that. And the thing is he doesn't have to win an MVP for this team to be successful. If he's solid, then they'll be, they'll be in good shape. Um, I think for me, you mentioned the, the defense. Um, I, I feel confident that this is going to be among the top defensive, uh, you know, units across the board um, in the NFL. Um, I think they're going to, get to the passer. I think they're going to be able to defend uh, the run and the pass. Well, um, hopefully get some more turnovers. Cause I think that's the thing that they've been missing um, of late, especially last year. They just, they just couldn't manage to take the ball away and that hurt them during those, those losing streaks that they had. But I, I feel pretty confident about the direction this defense is going and they just continue to revamp that defensive line. Linebackers are among the best group in, in the NFL in the, 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 the secondary, save for the one safety position outside of Jimmy Ward, I feel pretty good about that. So no no worries there. All right. So what's the I, – I think I think we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but the area of concern for you. Well, change it up. I already said the offensive line. Um, but I'll back away from that just because I don't want to be too redundant on it. Um, I'm still worried about strong safety uh, in – you, you mentioned JC Treader, right? Like he just wants to sit out the off season. He thinks it's a waste. Did you happen to see that tweet from Jaquaski Tart? I think he was <laughs> responding to Grant Cohn and Grant Cohn was like, why haven't the 49ers re-signed Jaquaski Tart? And, and Tart said, maybe I just wanted a break from the off season. That was the response. <laughs> and I was kind of like, yeah, I, I'm not going to read too much into it, but it was like, huh. Okay. <laughs> like, is there some sort of like shh, deal going on behind the scenes? Like, yeah, we'll resign you, but just don't go anywhere. And yeah. we won't technically sign you, take the off season off. You don't really need it. Um, Talano Hufanga, second year guy out of USC is taking all the first team reps at strong safety. And um, by all accounts, he's looking good. Right. But he's still slow. I'm still very bearish on his coverage abilities, especially when you get into real game time situations. And yeah, he can make this splash play. Saw that in the playoffs last year, but I, um, I, you know, I don't know if Ufanga ain't it, you know, George Odom ain't it. Leon O'Neill Jr., the undrafted rookie, he ain't it. Um, what do you do? And maybe that's where Tart's on speed dial. And, you know, if he wasn't there, he hadn't signed somewhere else, then maybe it'd be a bigger concern. But yeah. to me, that's still kind of a glaring weakness because in defense of Tart, everybody thinks that, you know, that dropped interception on the Matt Stafford arm punt last you know, a year in the playoffs in the NFC championship game. That's their last thought of him. Tart, when he's on the field, and a lot of times you don't see it because the camera's not panning back there a lot. He does a lot of things. Yeah. You know, watch him. If you have the all 22 film, watch him. Uh, he's good. You know, he's, I won't put him in the elite category, but he's good and does a lot of stuff that's thankless. So mm-hmm. him being gone, I think will matter more than it thinks, will matter more than you think, unless he just wanted a break. <laughs> good for him go go Um, yeah go have your break yeah i would also throw our uh tarvarius more in that in that mix it's probably going to be in that mix as well i don't think he's been involved uh still recovering from the from the um achilles injury but i imagine we'll see him back there during training camp as well um i'll just reiterate the the interior of the offensive line not because i'm necessarily worried about any of the players in particular it's just really the unknown factor at this point like we we expect that Aaron Banks is going to be good because he's he was a second round draft pick. Kyle Shanahan said they were they were ready to make the move last year, and then they went on the winning streak, and and he was like, okay, don't touch it. Um, 
you know, maybe Jake Brendel, by all accounts, has everything going for him um, from an athletic profile. He's very he, he he's very much similar to, to Alex Mack from an athletic profile um, and then has everything going between the ears, which is what Shanahan asks in his centers. Um, and then Brunskill is a solid but unspectacular guard there. Um, but there's that left guard center combination. is just an unknown at this point. And that's um, it, maybe it'll end up being fine. And again, maybe Trey Lance will be able to make up for some deficiencies in that area. Um, but you definitely want to be able to feel at least mostly secure that the interior of your offensive line, because that's the worst place to get pressure, right? Um, <laughs> Cause it comes at you. Quick way to the quarterback. Yeah. Quick uh, way yeah. to the quarterback right up the middle. Yeah, and since uh, since since Aaron Donald didn't do us a solid and retire, um, we're 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 gonna have to deal with him for at least a couple more years. So anyway, um, all right, right. <laughs> <Too> good <bad>. call. <laughs> Thanks. <bad. laughs> all right, uh, Peter. Any uh, final thoughts before we wrap things up for for this? Oh, uh, gosh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's gonna be a good off season. It'll be fun to relax. I guess I guess now will be as good a point as ever to um, officially announce on on the Niner Noise podcast. Um, but there is a chance I will not be doing um, my normal job towards the end of the preseason and beginning of the regular season for some time. Um, that's because Trisha is expecting. And uh, so, yeah, making my my soon-to-be dad announcement on the Niner Noise podcast right here. So, uh, baby's due, little boy, um, August 18th. Yeah, so, um, yeah, August 18th and right smack dab in the middle of the uh, preseason. So, <laughs> it could literally be I'm doing my job, 49ers games going on, and granted, it's like third quarter and you're watching backups, but who cares? Uh, and it's like, okay, time I am out of here. Goodbye, 49ers fans. I will talk to you in a few weeks. Well, Peter, that's that's awesome, man. We're uh, super excited for you and um, wish you the best with that and uh, look forward to uh, to hearing more about your experiences with the new little guy. Just had one, uh, gosh, already more than six months ago, which is crazy to, to think, but um, it's an exciting uh, new chapter. So congratulations to you on that. Um, as always, uh, thank you, uh, to all of you out in, uh, podcast land, uh, for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Uh, please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis, even throughout this, the doldrums of the off season. Uh, please be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Um, and if you, uh, leave us a review and include a question, we'll, uh, try to give you a shout out on air and answer that question. And of course, uh, be sure to share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.